0: Hi guys, and welcome to Hauntedology. I'm your host, Megan, and I cannot wait to dive into this next episode. It is my belief that every city has a story to tell, and it's our job to listen. So let's see what this special city has to tell us today. location we will be talking about in this episode is on East St. Julian Street in downtown Savannah. It is known as the Hampton Lily Bridge House, and it is the only house to date in Savannah that has had an exorcism performed in it. The Hampton Lily Bridge House is one of the few 18th century residences which survived the Great Fire of 1820 in Savannah. So, the Hampton Lily Bridge House has had many paranormal incidents, and there have been many tragic deaths and stories of real ghosts residing there. The Hampton Lily Bridge House was originally built by a Rhode Islander named, you guessed it, Hampton Lily Bridge, <laughs> in the year 1796. And it's located at 507 East East. St. Julian Street on Washington Square. The Hampton Lily Bridge House is a seemingly quiet private residence, and it's actually one of the most famously haunted locations in Georgia's first city, and it is the site of the city's only exorcism to date, which failed, mind you.
1: Stubborn ghost. <laughs>
0: So how did this place become so haunted and rife with paranormal activity that the only method these people could think of was an exorcism to cleanse the house? Like what what happened there? Did you even know there was an exorcism in Savannah?
1: No, I've never heard of this house. No, I, um, it's not really something that's publicized.
0: If we're going to find out answers about this house, I think the best place to start is the time period in the house after Mr. Lily Bridges' death. After his death, his widow sold the residence and it then became a boarding house. And as we all know, a boarding house in Savannah Anna, it's like rife with bad juju. Like, it's yeah. just not a good thing. As a boarding house, the Hampton Lily Bridge house hosted at least one tragedy. Imagine that.
1: Definitely. It's
0: a suicide by hanging committed by a troubled sailor in one of the guest rooms.
1: No, poor oh guy. Yeah.
0: This death reportedly marred the reputation of the boarding house and the property in general. For decades, no one lived in the house, and this was the first death this house would see, but it was most certainly not the last. The second death would occur in 1963, when Jim Williams, author of Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, much like his own life story, the events after this fateful purchase have become a cultural legend. In every version of what happened at the Hampton Lily Bridge house under Williams' ownership, the presence of ghosts and grief remains constant and is a key detail. An esteemed architectural restorationist, Williams restored the Lily Bridge residence to its former glory. As the story most commonly goes, in the process of moving the house a few blocks over to its current location, part of the roof collapsed, crushing one of Williams' laborers to death. No, oh. Little else is known or said of the victim, though. Hmm. Okay. Moving the house did no good. In fact, if anything, it made matters worse.
1: Might have moved to a more ghostly spot.
0: And Savannah, probably. <laughs> so, after the house was moved, William's crew almost immediately experienced other eerie events. They felt prickling, tingling, tickling sensations at the backs of their necks. They heard disembodied laughter, voices, and footsteps. At times, otherworldly dens resembled the sound of, like, furniture being tossed around a room. That's a big ghost. That's a mad ghost. <laughs> Even their equipment wasn't safe from, like, uncanny interference as tools and other construction materials moved inexplicably or disappeared entirely. Icky. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, where did, where did my axe go? Oh, it was used to kill me by the ghost.
1: Interesting. I mean, you know? I mean, you could say that the tools and stuff moving, somebody was going in there and messing with them, especially them disappearing. But who would do that? Oh, people do that all the time. They go rob construction sites.
0: Oh, robbing. Yeah, I thought you were just, like, messing
1: with them. No.
0: Like, just trying to freak them out.
1: No, and that, too. You get people that know this house has a history. Yeah, but but some of the other stuff is, like...
0: That actually be (laughs) kind of (laughs) fun.
1: (laughs) See? But the other stuff is kind of like... No, I don't, I don't think that was kids or people that knew the history messing with them or yeah. whatever. I don't think it was that. So mm-hmm.
0: The disturbances were unsettling enough to cause several members of the construction crew to leave the restoration project. <laughs> <Jen>. <laughs> Reports of the property's ghostly incidents soon traveled, eventually reaching a local news crew. One evening, the news team entered the empty house. They were greeted not by a friendly, you know, Casper-like presence, but by a piece of construction material flying at them.
1: Well, now then. I
0: guess now we know where their tools went. (laughs) There you go. Despite these issues, not all of William's restoration team quit. Although, I surely would (laughs) have.
1: Yeah, that probably would have run me off.
0: Yeah, I'm out. Which, I have to say, it's impressive because, like I said, I don't play with that stuff. (laughs) Despite these issues, not all of William's restoration teams quit. Which, I have to say, is impressive because I probably would (laughs) have. However, the only real thank you these committed workers receive for their dedication was a chance meeting with another hostile ghost. Why well, are all, all the ghosts so ticked off in this house? Hello, it was the exorcism house?
1: This was after the exorcism? No, before. Okay, so we haven't pissed them off yet, and they are already hostile.
0: Well, that's why they did the exorcism.
1: Gotcha. But apparently they were already pissed off before the exorcism, and then you did it, and it failed.
0: Well, I don't think they did it with the intention that it would fail. So, the story goes like this. In this account, the laborer went to one of the house's two upper stories. Because I guess, like, it has three levels. Gotcha. He went to determine the location and reason for a loud, sudden noise. And he found this odd as he knew the room to be empty. or so he thought.
1: Oh, if you know it's empty and you hear a really loud noise, don't you just run? I guess he figured maybe somebody was in there messing with something or whatever. How brave. Yeah, you go ahead. Have fun with that.
0: Well, some time passed. The laborer still had not returned downstairs, and his team was considerably concerned. Yeah, I know so, they went as
1: a team, not alone this time.
0: Yeah, they, they learned from his mistakes. There <laughs> you go. So the team went upstairs to find him, and <laughs> after searching different rooms, they found their coworker. He was face down on the floor, clutching at the floor with his nails for dear life. Literally, he was terrified.
1: Ew. Okay.
0: The laborer explained his ordeal to the crew. Per his explanation, he'd walked into the room to find the noise and instantly felt as though he had been thrown into ice-cold water. Mm. He felt himself losing control over his body, and it was almost as if he was possessed.
1: Ew. Okay.
0: In his panic, he reflexively dropped to the floor, desperate trying to stop the mysterious force from dragging him toward the open chimney shaft because if the force had succeeded, this man would have plunged three stories and likely the fall would have killed him. You think? (laughs) (laughs) While explaining what happened, the laborer suggested conducting an exorcism of the house. As soon as he simply mentioned the word exorcism, a loud female scream echoed through the room. Now
1: you pissed him up.
0: See, they did announce it. But yeah, I guess they did announce the exorcism. <laughs> Maybe he shouldn't have suggested it in the room.
1: I went outside somewhere, but he couldn't hear me.
0: That probably went down the street.
1: I probably haven't been there once I got off that floor.
0: <laughs> On top of this female scream who doesn't like the mention of an exorcism, there's also a man in black and he is said to haunt this house, and he appears in more ways than just voices. The man in black is said to be one of the most commonly reported ghosts. He has been described by the construction crew members who saw him as a tall man dressed in black. The crew saw the man watching them through a third floor bedroom window. He wore a black suit and a silver tie and stood by the window just transfixed on something. Okay. Outside of the crew during the Williams era of the house um others also saw spirits some passerbyers reported seeing a gray-haired man in a silver mourning robe the house's neighbors complained of party noises and singing despite the house being empty at the time Told <laughs> some neighbors even saw people dancing on the third floor while the house was again vacant do keep party house The house didn't even have electrical issues, yet lights flickered on and off at random. A neighbor woman confessed to Williams her fear of a male presence. Not a man, but the presence that she sensed. Okay. Yeah. Regardless of the many grievances and sightings William heard of his property, he rejected the belief that the house was actually haunted. In his dismissal, however, he did admit a significantly sinister detail of the house's renovation. A crypt. Ew. Yeah, you heard that correctly. A crypt. Can you say bad juju like a freaking crypt was found under this place, and it only heightens the mysteries.
1: Yeah, you don't go mess on somebody's burial ground? Y'all, y'all going piss these people off.
0: They built a house on top of it, and then picked up the house and moved it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we coming after y'all.
0: Mm-hmm. During the restoration, the crew had to dig up the house's foundation. Oh. Right, hold on. Ew. While the crypt finding wasn't widely publicized, this is how it came to be found. It was during the restoration. The crew ended up having to dig up the house's foundation in order to move it from one location to another.
1: Makes sense.
0: And in their digging, they managed to excavate a buried ancient crypt, most likely from pre-colonial times. Dang. The crypt's walls were actually constructed from lime and oyster shell. Yeah. Some reports describe the crypt as being a tabby crypt and half filled with water.
1: It's Savannah. I can definitely get that.
0: I honestly don't know how much of this is true, but I found it interesting nonetheless. Now, as for the owner of this house and the random crypt, it was during this time that Jim was in Europe and he was unable to investigate the findings. So, it's unclear as to what became of the crypt. In all accounts, though, of the Williams period of the house, the only other detail noted about the crypt is its disposal or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. After its discovery, as word has it, the crypt was merely just reburied underneath the house.
1: After they moved it?
0: No, I'm thinking they just, like, reburied it back wherever it was. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. The precise importance of the crypt and its possible relationship with the host of hauntings at the property are speculative at best, but a crypt was indeed found underneath the house, and it said Williams regretted that he never got to investigate the crypt further, and the mystery, possibly, of all the paranormal activity could have been solved if we found out more about this crypt.
1: Uh, Yeah. You don't know what that crypt was, or what new stuff it was, or... Yeah. I mean, it could have some... Bad stuff attached to it.
0: And maybe if you found that out, you could actually counteract it the right way. Instead of just pissing it off. (laughs) Yeah. So, for the workers, shortly after finding the crypt, their mysteries just heightened. Workers' tools would again go missing and reappear minutes later. They would hear laughing, crying, sometimes growling. Sightings were reported from more than just the crew, though. Neighbors reported seeing shadowy figures through the windows of the house, and many had seen the man in black, and he was standing at the window... In one of the upstairs portions of the house, sounds of eerie music and laughter were again heard playing as if some paranormal party was going on. Sometimes, even the screams of a woman was heard. Uh-huh. You know, the woman that screamed when she heard the word exorcism? Yeah. Eventually, Williams just got so intrigued that he actually moved into the house himself, and he was in for the ride of his life.
1: I wouldn't move in the house to prove what was going on. I can't do that from afar.
0: I think he moved in to prove him wrong. Right. Or so.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah well, I'm a brave man.
0: Either way, dude moves in. Eventually, after moving in and deciding to find out for himself exactly what was going on, right away, as if on cue, the spirits in their own way welcomed him to his house, or should I say their house?
1: Alrighty then.
0: On several instances in the middle of the night, the grating sound of footsteps would wake him. And these footsteps weren't like soft. They sounded like glass being crushed.
1: I've never heard a footstep sounding like glass being crushed. I know. that's a boom boom or something. Yeah. You
0: know? I'm kind of like, mm. I'm trying to like think in my head of what, I can't even think of a shoe that calls that.
1: I mean, unless that's literally what it was, that's how the person, I don't know, there's a glass on the floor when the person died or something, I don't know.
0: At other times, Williams said that he witnessed a shadowy figure approach him and then disappear. One time, Williams, likely both intrigued and annoyed by the paranormal presence, tried pursuing one of the spirits, chasing it down a hallway until it abruptly slammed the door in his face.
1: (laughs) Well, maybe that's it. You just need to let them know that you're not scared of them. They're not going to bully you around.
0: Well, he then attempted to open the door,
1: but it was locked. Oh, yeah. He didn't scare that poor ghost.
0: He finally just decided to give in to the fact that his house was haunted, and it was time for Savannah to see her first, and still to this day, only exorcism.
1: That's interesting that there have been no more in Savannah.
0: I know. And of all the bad things going on in Savannah, only one person said, hey, maybe we should exorcise
1: this house. Uh, Yeah. Just exercise the whole dang town. I don't. I don't know. Um, That's interesting.
0: We need like a shower rain of holy water. (laughs) (laughs) So it was after all of these personal encounters, like I said, that he finally stopped ignoring the fact that his house was haunted, and he consulted Reverend Albert Rhett Stewart and episcopal bishop finally after so many sightings and reportings of paranormal phenomena on december 7th 1963 an exorcism was performed on the hampton lily bridge house by the episcopal Diocese of georgia the exorcism went on for a full 45 minutes holy tamale his efforts were not in vain though the exorcism did in fact succeed but only for
1: less than a week okay then it did not succeed we
0: got rid of them for a few days.
1: Oh, no, they just got PO'd and went and regrouped. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't get rid of them. They just went and regrouped somewhere. Yeah, no.
0: A few days later, the disturbances resumed, this time with a vengeance. Ugh. Voices, footsteps, screams, and the feeling of a very malevolent male presence permeated the Hampton Lilybridge house. A series of paranormal investigators, psychics, and related organizations have examined the property, including the American Psychological Research Foundation, and all agreed that paranormal activity has occurred within the house.
1: Well, duh. I thought we already established that.
0: Well, I mean, you know, it could just be the hype and like... Yeah, makes sense. ...wanting to bring attraction to your house. I don't know. But the officials went in and said it's legit, so it's legit now. Gotcha. It's not just like hearsay. Maybe the Hampton Lily Bridge is haunted because of the connection to that gruesome discovery that was made before its transport to the home's current location. I mean, disturbing a burial ground is said to be one way to provoke paranormal, or maybe it was all the deaths that occurred within the walls of the Hampton Lily Bridge, with that sailor and the construction worker, and then that construction worker that almost was pushed to his death.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's several different things, and then the failed exorcism on top of that, so it's like... Uh, yeah, okay. So, we're getting some strikes, corn here, people.
0: Regardless of the reasoning, after more than 50 years, the house is still there. The current owner of the Hampton Lily Bridge House in Washington Square says that nothing's happened in the house from the time that they are living in it. That's
1: interesting. I know. Maybe they were kind of ticked with the other guy because he moved it. Maybe. Otherwise, they may not have bothered him either. Maybe. Interesting. I still wouldn't have moved in. Yeah.
0: But they say they've never experienced any paranormal incidents Paranormal experts say this is not the first time that a haunting has just ceased to happen, though.
1: I can believe that. I mean, just different circumstances, different people. Mhm. Yeah. Some bother the ghosts more than others.
0: And it's just that sometimes ghosts inside the house simply vanish or move on to haunt some other location. Maybe they had some other unfinished business somewhere else.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to think he moved it. He completely restored it. He had construction people all in here, and they're 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 hammering and they're sawing and they're whatever all they were doing. Everything's settled down now. Mm-hmm. So, so now the ghosts are like, okay, look, we'll just, we'll just see how it goes. We'll see, you know, if things are okay, then we'll let these people live here peacefully.
0: As mentioned, other owners have moved into the Hampton Lily Bridge house after Jim Williams. Despite its haunted reputation, the Hampton Lily Bridge is still a residential property and a private residence. As such, it's not open for the public for tours or visits or anything, but you know, who could blame them? Yeah, I don't want y'all over my house. However, as of 2018, the house is listed on real estate sites as being for sale for a mere two million one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. The Hampton Lily Bridge House can be yours to own
1: and experience for that price. Though it comes with its own ghost, and I guess that's not a bad price. I wonder who's going go right on the ghost these days, though. <laughs> I've never tried to really buy one, but yeah, you know, that sounds like a pretty fair deal. Well, to me. It
0: sounds like it comes with a couple of ghosts. Three for the <laughs> that price of one. The
1: gotta go. Yeah, I got, a, I got a baby. She a... can't be screaming on all night and, and stuff. No, she no, was screaming. Him up. Trash gets on my nerves, <coughs> so she gotta go. But you know the rest of them. The man in black, if he just stays on his side of the room. And don't mess with me. I'm
0: okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean if you if you just want to stare transfix out the window, like you, you you have your window. I won't mess with it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Just don't be loud and wake up the
1: kid. Yeah, screaming gotta go. That's all I ask. There you go.
0: Call me a chicken, though. Call me whatever you want. But I don't see me purchasing this house, even if I had the money. Uh, No. No. Mm -mm. Nope. But, update, we actually went there, what was that, uh, like two or three days ago? Yeah. And the house is not for sale anymore. Somebody has dropped the load of cash for the house. Or a loan or whatever they paid for it. And they are living there. So kudos to you for being a much stronger person than I am.
1: Because
0: <laughs> I would be sleeping with one eye open if I slept at
1: all. Yeah, is sleeping issues.
0: Hi, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Hauntedology. I'm your host, Megan, and I greatly appreciate it. I do all of the writing for these shows myself, so it means a lot that you guys sit here and listen to what I have to say. Like I said, I believe every city has a story to tell, and I want to tell it, so don't forget if you want to keep up and not miss anything, even social media wise, you can always hit me up on the Instagram page for the podcast at Hauntedology or my personal Instagram at Megs underscore Noel. That's M E G G S underscore N O E L. Or on Twitter at Hauntedology and at Megan Noel Fit.